The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to another episode of the Conversations Brewing Podcast with your hosts, Divya and Ravisha, two coffee-loving best friends who dive into weekly conversations on wellness, culture, and growing into your authentic self. As two healthcare professionals, children of immigrants, and humans always striving to learn more, they bring their unique complexities of their wellness journeys into this podcast space by sharing their stories and featuring other like-minded experts in the field. Always with a cup of coffee in hand, humor, and never-ending authenticity, dive in with the two of them as they brew the kind of conversations that we don't have enough of but that matter the most. I don't know, like being part of this like ladder of... If you work this hard, then you'll get promoted to this. If you, I mean, if you keep working and working, yeah. you know, the corporate ladder that everyone talks about, or even if you're not in corporate, there's always just something that you're working towards. Mm-hmm. And so I think that people constantly feel that pressure that, you know, they're replaceable and that, oh God, um, yeah. you know, if they don't show up or like do their work, like 110% effort, then, you know, they'd be like, go or won't be recognized yeah. for their hard work. And so I, th- I just think like a lot of it is pressure that causes that anxiety. All right, well, let's go. Let's do this. I mean, it is Sunday and, you know, Sunday scaries. I was literally just thinking that. Oh, my gosh. Really? We're the same. I was just like, how are we going to open today's episode? And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, it's Sunday. So let's talk about Sunday scaries. But there we go. What a good opening without even trying. I actually love that because like I I was about to be like, oh, let's get into it. But then I was like, it is Sunday. So this is pretty funny. Yeah. So this is super relatable that Sunday scaries, workplace anxiety. It's something that many of us experience. We've experienced it before. We know so many of our friends who've experienced it. I know so many of my clients who experience it. So I think that this episode is going to be something that definitely resonates with people today. Yeah. Divya, what do your Sunday scaries look like for you? Oh my gosh. So they usually hit around five or five-ish. Five, okay, six-ish. so right on time. Like right on time. Oh, cue the Sunday scaries. Here they are. Hit around this time. And I, to be honest, I am so grateful in my current job. I don't really feel the Sunday scaries. I'm really very happy in my job right now shout out be well okay, psychotherapy if you are in the new york new jersey area reach out to be well therapy always looking not, for new clients i know i did not plan on that, that plug but i love the practice but anyways um in the past my sunday scaries had looked like seriously just dread like overlooming dread my body would feel heavy i would get really freaking irritable irritability is the biggest thing for me that comes with anxiety and it would always hit around like five, six o'clock. I would just get really irritable, the sense of dread that the next day was hitting. And um, honestly, it took me a while for me to connect how it was related to my job. But because I would just feel the sense of and I would start being snappy, like even more at Raj. And I think he'd be like, what is wrong with you? Why are you being so mean on Sunday afternoons? But yeah, I think a lot of us have Sunday scaries and don't even realize it. Yeah. Mine show up for me, I feel like, in the evening, like Sunday evening. Mm. And I 
I also think it has less to do with my job because it's not like I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. But I think it's more of the fact that like, I can't believe the weekend is already over. And so I just feel like kind of sad. And I feel like, oh man, like only like two days off this week. Like, and I, I started thinking about like what I did with my time almost. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess how the weekend went, but it, it always happens to be like Sunday evening where I'm like, just feeling sad and like I'm just like I wish I had another day and like I think we always feel that too right like oh if I had just another day because sometimes like depending on like how people's weekends go like it can like just fly by right if you have like social plans or like you know family plans and things you have to do and then you feel like you don't even have like a minute to yourself and it can just feel so frustrating yeah I think like that's how it feels for me like the Sunday scaries and then it depends like how what kind of week I have planned i think this week for me personally for like work is going to be like kind of stressful because i am going on a trip and it's like a longer trip so Mm. i just have a lot to get done this week before i leave and so i'm already mentally like planning every day and Mm. Tiffany and i were even like trying to discuss like recording times and we're like all right we have this much time we can make an episode (laughs) like we have 10 seconds in the (laughs) next week yeah so it's like crazy it's just like it really depends on the week, I feel like. But, yeah, um, I will like to say that, too. Like, my um, Sunday scaries don't have a lot to do with my job, which mm-hmm. feels kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but I know, if, like, for so many other people, like, it's not like that. So I think that's why we're even talking about that today, about workplace anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, let's get yeah. into it. Yeah, because even though we don't, again, thankfully, and we're very grateful and blessed for it, don't currently experience it. We have in the past when it comes to our workplace. And then we also know a lot of people who do experience it. And I just think so many of us are stuck in this mindset that we just have to deal with it. And that's something that, again, Mm -hmm. Ravish and I have talked about. And yeah, in some ways, people like, yeah, we need, there's like a reality, right? We have to pay our bills. We have to go to work. And like, that's why we feel so stuck sometimes in workplace anxiety. But I, at least for me, when I'm feeling anxious, I feel really just like low motivation. And I feel really stuck. Like I feel like it's like this tunnel vision that this is the life I have and I'm there's no way to get out of it. And there might be other ways that we can still achieve our financial goals and our values while also being in workplaces that bring us more joy. And that's something that I have experienced, like moving jobs and still being able to meet all the goals that I have in my career, if not more, but like being able to do things that align with me that also bring me joy and that that's possible. And so I think that that's really important for us to talk about because I've been in a lot of really low periods where I didn't think that was possible. So I hope if anything, this episode can be a motivator for people to remind them that it is possible and that they don't have to experience this workplace anxiety, especially if it's consistent. Yeah. Um, I just randomly thought about how when I did have really bad workplace anxiety, this, um, Tiffany's gonna laugh when I bring this up but I was like it was like in college and it was a part-time job and I worked in a lab (laughs) I know and I had the worst workplace anxiety with this job and you text me every morning I would text Divya like constantly about how much anxiety I had about going into my part-time lab job and and in the summer I'd be like more full-time but um I would literally just be so anxious. And I think at that time, because I was in college, so, like, there was, like, a lot of other things going on. But, like, I, like, obviously did not know that it was workplace anxiety that was really causing Mm -hmm. all this stress on me. But 
the amount of anxiety I had going into my job was insane. I would feel really low motivation. I would feel like just scared to be there. And I would feel like kind of burnt out, but like not sure what was causing the burnout. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I think I just talked to Divya every day about it and would be like, I don't know, like this is like if I had like a certain a type of a meeting with my investigators, like I would tell her how it go and I'd tell her like how my heart was beating so fast and like I'd be like sweating. Like I would almost honestly be having panic attacks. Yeah, I was gonna say you were kind of like on the verge of it. I was on the verge of it and I really did not recognize how much that was like I don't know how much stress I was causing until like, yeah. I graduated college and I left the job, but it was bad. It was so bad for me. And yeah, even if a, a college student is listening and if they have like that type of job that's causing that, um, we're here to tell you <laughs> it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That stuff can be temporary. The workplace anxiety with the college. And honestly, I, it's it's so hard when you think about it that in your case when you have this workplace anxiety in college because I think there's this element of college where we're just like okay it feels temporary we know that mm-hmm. we're gonna be in college for whatever yeah. x amount of years but there's this thing when it's our job that there's not really an end date right we could like work at the jobs we're at um, god forbid we don't get let go laid off fired whatever mm-hmm. until the day we retire and yeah. so i think that for workplace anxiety it can feel really hard because i never thought about it that way that there's this kind of element of more permanence even though it's not it might be like a false kind of perception of permanence but yeah. i wonder if that's why people feel more stuck because i hear and i know we've talked about this with people like in our social circles but so many people are unsatisfied in their jobs it's wild yeah like there would be like certain aspects where they're just experiencing like this constant pressure or like you know they're I don't know there's some like they start developing like a lot of gut issues or feeling a lot of stress or other things mm-hmm. and not realizing that it's coming from their work until it's kind of like not a little too late but at that point where yeah. they're just like wow like I'm unwell and so i do know a lot of companies it's been really recent have been offering like mental health resources Mm -hmm. and have been more better about just talking about it but i know for and i think it was because of covid really that a lot of these companies like especially big companies have started like providing these resources but before that i really don't think it was a thing as much yeah and so yeah that's why like it's sometimes hard to recognize when you're like in it Exactly. And a lot of those resources is really great because it gives us the space to start that conversation in a way that we might have not in the past. Because talking about our anxiety in the workplace is definitely a newer thing. Yeah. And even we're going to we're going to touch on this in later in the episode, but it's I I really think it's like our generation that's starting to talk about it and be like mm-hmm this work environment isn't good for me. I am burnt out. I'm feeling drained. Like all of that stuff that we didn't even have the language or even think that it was okay mm-hmm. to talk about it like before. So that's one thing to break it down for you. What is what is the reason that you think workplace anxiety is so common? Because I know we did a little bit of research and saw that 40% of Americans reported feeling stressed during their workday. So what do you think that's all about? I think it's all about just, I don't know, like being part of this like ladder of 
if you work this hard, then you'll get promoted to this. If you, I mean, if you keep working and working, yeah. you know, the corporate ladder that everyone talks about, or even if you're not in corporate, there's always just something that you're working towards. Mm -hmm. And so I think that people constantly feel that pressure that, you know, they're replaceable and that, oh um, you know, if they don't show up or like do their work, like 110% effort, then, you know, they'd be let go or won't be recognized yeah. for their hard work. And so I, I just think like a lot of it is pressure that causes that anxiety and think about it. Like, I mean, for us, it took us like we did other things, but like for a lot of people, like they graduate college at like 22 yeah. and then they join corporate America at 22. That's a scary place to be at such and, a young age. Yeah. That's like so young to be in a workplace with such high demands. Yeah. That's so true. And especially with the point you brought up that you're so replaceable, mm -hmm. especially now. I, I've seen workplace anxiety just skyrocket now with the economy and the layoffs. And, yeah. you know, so much of the workplace anxiety right now is so valid. And I feel, I really feel, and if you're in this position, I, I my, my heart goes out to you. I feel for this Seriously. with that it's like you have this anxiety with work, but you also know that, yeah, that you feel so replaceable because of the state of the economy. And also it's hard to get a job. So I guess in these kind of positions, it feels so difficult to know where, what do I do with this workplace anxiety? And you end up feeling really stuck. Um, and I guess one thing that we really want to drive through this is that just the ways to cope with the anxiety, like our, we know everyone's situation is different, but anxiety is not something, especially when it comes to a workplace that we have to live with, right? Like your mental health, and your well-being matters so much more mm -hmm. than a job. And of course, yeah, we need to pay our bills and all of that. But put that aside in some kind of ways, like your mental health is what you need to take care of and your well-being. And that is, you know, nothing is is worth like like damaging that, yeah. especially if it's consistent. Like here and there, yeah, our jobs can bring anxiety. But if it's something that for like six plus months, you know, you're experiencing such right. high levels, it's not good for your body. Yeah, and I think we also want to, like, emphasize that, like, you shouldn't feel shame about having anxiety going into work. Yeah, yeah. I know that we're all supposed to, like, you know, not supposed to, but it's, like, we're supposed to be, like, happy with our jobs or, like, feel, like, some kind of fulfillment in some way sometimes with it. And, like, most of the times we don't. And mm -hmm. sometimes we feel shame if, like, we're like if we're feeling like anxiety with work like I remember I felt like some sort of shame when I used to feel that anxiety mm -hmm. in my lab job and you know I like used to tell Zivia this all the time like I just feel like I like don't belong like I mm -hmm. just like do I don't even think I could like walk in today and like that is like so unfortunate that I felt that way because I wasn't like that. I wasn't then like trying to like seek out ways to like help my anxiety. I just was like kind of yeah, living with it. Exactly. And so when you're living with it, then like you just feel so debilitated and you don't yeah. have the tools to kind of come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we feel that we just have to stay in it and we don't even think that there's any other way mm -hmm. to go about it. Yeah. And the consistency of it can be so hard too, because if you think about it, the waking up, especially on, the, on Monday morning, I know so many people who the Sunday scaries are so debilitating because of how like the workplace, whether it's a toxic workplace or just there's some parts of the job that is really not good for your well-being. Like those kind of symptoms that happen can have long-term effects. And when we have that happening consistently and consistently and consistently, you know, trying to think of are there other ways that we can go about this, but still meeting our goals yeah 
there's like a way to take care of your mental health and i think that's what's so important like you can't ignore your mental health especially when it comes to your job right because this is something you are committing to eight eight hours a day five days a week for example Mm -hmm. and like for 40 hours a week so think about that that's 40 hours a week that you're committed to and if you're feeling debilitating anxiety for 40 hours it's a lot that's and, a lot. And, and the average person nowadays doesn't even works more than 40 hours like so exactly. many times when clients bring up oh I don't know why I, it's just a job I don't know why this is bringing me so much anxiety that I'm unhappy it's like how many of your waking hours are you spending in this state and if you're in this fight or flight state this highly anxious state for so many of your waking hours think about how much that's impacting your overall health you know yeah we don't we really don't think about that in that kind of a way and so I guess there's so many ways that many people ignore the anxiety associated with work and I guess one we just said was that we people think there's no other way or they feel this pressure that they should just get over but what are some other reasons that you think people ignore the anxiety associated with work I think one of the things is like generational yeah I think we're taught from our teachers our professors our mentors that like you can do like you just have to push through like you got it like you know you're gonna you know you're at the bottom of the totem pole but like imagine one day when you're up there like it's you know it's gonna get better like how many times have you heard that you know yeah. it's like gonna like get better so much. but like that should not be a reason to feel the way that you're feeling and when and when we talk about like the workplace anxiety we mean like the anxiety is and stress is like so constant like it's yeah the pattern of it yeah it's like every day it's consistent it's not you know I know that sometimes we feel like stress or anxiety when it's like a big project or presentation but like that's just like for one thing it's not for like every day and Mm so when you're feeling that every day and someone is telling you that that's fine like you like you know and it's someone older than you like I mean you start to think like okay like I'll push through it Mm -hmm. it should I should just get over it and this is how it is yeah it's kind of like that typical and ge- like how you said generationally passed down, like pull yourself by your bootstraps kind of mindset and like get over it. And, and I, I, and I think that we, when we think about it that way, we also don't think about all of the, all of the extra pressures that now come with our society. Like when people said that 50 years ago, that this is just a work, a job, you know, they had their own things to have anxiety about, but we have these new unique things too, right? Like social media and, mm-hmm. and just the, the work, the general financial state and inflation and, and these people trying to make ends meet and life is expensive now. And there's just yeah. so much that goes into it. And, and I think that there's also this interesting um, dynamic between work and money too, that like we have to, we feel this pressure to stay in our job because the lifestyle it gives us or, oh, I have to make ends meet. I have to pay my bills. I have to pay for my apartment. You know, like Mm -hmm. you stay in this relationship with work because it has this financial hold over you Mm -hmm. and it's harder to leave. It's like a toxic relationship. You know, when you're in a toxic relationship and someone is holding something over your head and then you feel like you have to stay in it because of that. Yeah. So see, it feels like a lot of it is breaking free from that and finding other ways that you can find other supports or you can meet those goals outside of that kind of a job. Because it really is kind of like this this financial manipulative hold that we feel when we're in a toxic relationship with our job. Yeah, 100%. I feel like one of the questions, like one of the first questions you you should ask yourself is like, how am I feeling like every day, like going into work? 
Yeah. Because, like, you know, and I think that's a question to ask yourself, like, every day, like, of that week and be like, how am I feeling? Because, like, I think I did that, like, a couple months ago, like, just as, like, a thing, um, kind of, like, an assignment I was doing with my therapist. And she's like, oh, you should, like, ask yourself when you go in every day, like, how do you feel or, like, like, what's your mood that day? And I think that kind of, like, then helped me recognize, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, pleasantly content, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, yeah. Good, you know, walking in. And then, yeah, there would be days where I'm, like, oh, no, I'm, like, so stressed, like, I can't handle this. But, like, it would be, like, here and there. It wouldn't yeah. be every day. So I think, like, that's helps, that helps um, to recognize it in a way when you ask yourself, like, how you're feeling every day. So true. Because we end up going through the motions and not really putting these different – these different patterns together and it's if we're constantly feeling that way think about how that shows up for us and then when we also are constantly feeling anxious in a workplace you know our body forms this kind of association with anxiety to the workplace when it becomes such a pattern and so it can end up being this like cycled relationship that it just like keeps it keeps happening and so Mm -hmm. we have to be really mindful of how these things show up because it is a really big issue in our society, but we definitely don't talk about it enough because there's so much shame around it and we feel bad talking about it. Yeah. I think like one of the things too, that um, we discussed that is important is like kind of setting boundaries for yourself as well Yeah, when you're working and like that obviously ranges, right? Like what, like someone can ask, how do you set a boundary at work? And, like, that's, like, things that you need to figure out for yourself that, like, help you succeed. So, yeah. like, if your heart, like, I, I don't know, Divya, do you have an example of, like, setting a boundary at work? Yeah, maybe time boundaries around mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to leave by this time, you know, and, and not staying consistently, I don't know, past 5 o'clock. Or another one with um, turning off like like set, turning off notifications on your work email so things like that being able to yeah. really separate so that you can have this mental space away from work yeah and also maybe boundaries around like what you can do and what you can take on right projects that you can take on things you can continue to do like communicating that with management because they're not going to know unless we tell them yeah and how yeah. they go with that is different right but sorry right. not to cut you off but th- all we can do is communicate that I feel like a lot of the time people tell me oh, well, I'm not doing that because they're going to say no or they're not going to respect it. It's like, well, we can't control how other people are going to react to what we tell them. All we can do is advocate for ourselves. Yeah, and, like, to that point, too, like, people can't read your mind as much yeah. as, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh, yeah, like, they can they can assume how I'm feeling. Like, they can't. And, like, yeah. sometimes, like, managers also, like, aren't paying attention to that as much. Like, it really depends on who your manager is and, like, yeah. how involved they are. But, like, sometimes you have to be the one that brings up that conversation, which exactly. can be so difficult to do. But when it's putting your needs first, sometimes you just have to, like, push through and do it. Yeah. And then yeah. also then you can get more of an answer about how your manager responds and, like, do they respect what you're saying? Like, are they listening? Or, like, is it just going in one ear, not the other, and you feel like you're not exactly. being heard? Yeah, And that kind of gives you more space to figure out, is this somewhere, a place that I want to continue to work at at state? Mm-hmm. Or like, do I want to talk to someone else about this? Like, do you know, like, there's always like, different ways that you can find a solution, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah, we have to be the one to advocate for ourselves. Like other people are not going to advocate for you. We're responsible for our own mm-hmm. advocacy. And it's so important to also remember that, you know, it's not our fault 
or like how we're treated. Oh, oh my gosh, I dropped my glasses. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's not our fault, right? When it's like, okay, maybe we're in a toxic workplace. Maybe a manager is going through something and is treating their employees like shit. That we might not have control over and it's not our fault, but it is in our control. It is our responsibility to advocate for ourselves and and take the steps to, you know, make make whatever of a make whatever we need to do to be taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Like so and sometimes like just like talking or venting with a coworker helps a lot too, right? Because yeah. like they're like obviously they're in the same company, like they're maybe doing the same job as you or like have familiar territory with that. Like that helps to like talk to them about it or like, you know, finding and like yeah. maybe taking breaks with them and like just figuring things out like what is best for you. Exactly. And it's going to look different person to person. Like what someone can handle in the workplace is going to look different than what you can because their their circumstances are different than yours. And so you yeah. really can't compare, oh, this person has done this. This person has done this. It's really, you have to be, you have to like look at it in your own situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do want to go back to like um, the communicating part as well again and just who like upper management is like so important to talk to like Mm -hmm. whenever you're feeling a certain type of way like I had a team meeting a couple weeks ago and basically like my boss's boss like took like five minutes out of our meeting to just be like I want to check in and make sure that you guys aren't like feeling burnt out or like you know like anything is too much because it was like you know it was like a routine meeting that we have every week and you know we just talk about like certain goals and like what we've been doing and like it it did come out a bit out of nowhere but it also was nice that it came out of nowhere because it was yeah. like oh like you're thinking about that yeah let me take a second and reflect and I did and I was like you know what like at that time I wasn't feeling burnt out and I was like no like but I appreciate like just being asked that you know yeah Absolutely. And that's something that so many employers just don't ask, like they don't think about it. And it's so important to really think about that. Mm -hmm. It is. And like, you're sometimes like you're like, like you said, like, you can just be like, so in the swing of things, like, you know, everything's the usual, like how different I will text every day and be like, Oh, how's work today? And like, the response is always like the usual, you know, (laughs) like is what it is. I don't know. But it's like, it's, it's okay that there's sometimes that it's not, but if there your yeah. usual is anxiety and that you're unhappy, that's when you need to take, you know, some steps back and also to really not listen to, you know, what other people's limits are. Some people might be like, oh, well, it's a job and you need to get over it and blah, blah, blah. Like may- maybe they would in that, if they were put with that decision, they would make the choice for them to stay in a position like that but that doesn't mean that's what will serve you right so there's so many times that I think we ask other people like what should I do and what should I do but and we can take what other people say without we need also implement it with our own life like we can't just do only what other people say to do yeah definitely it can be hard yeah I was gonna say like what like I don't know what would you like just tell someone if like a friend or like even a colleague came up to you and was like, Hey, I'm feeling like really burnt out at work right now. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just feeling like so unmotivated and lost. Like what advice would you give them? Yeah. Well, first of all, reevaluate what is everything on your plate? Like seriously, write it all out. What do you have that you have to do in the upcoming weeks? Like whether it be projects you have to do, deliverables you have to meet, what does every hour kind of entail for you and then what are things that you can hold off on 
like what are things that your job, the company, your everything can just still function, even if you don't get that done. And then what are some things you can, you can allocate giving it to other people? What are things you can offload and starting to, to go with that and just seeing if you can really change up your schedule. And a lot of the time when people say that I went through that, I looked at, and there's like literally nothing that I can do to change it. That's when we know that we have to make a serious change, right? Like it's, this is the, how your position is and it's not sustainable, yeah. but really starting off with what can you take off your plate? What can you, what can you maybe postpone? What can you allocate? Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. It's like, I think like when you take a step back and like look at the workload and kind of see like how much you're doing and like what you can and can like allocate or whatnot it makes it a little more clear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because we can just feel really overwhelmed and think that, oh, there's nothing I can do to change it. This is how it is. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't make a, I can't make a difference in it, but we actually can, but we're just not taking the steps to really reflect. Is there something that I can do? Right. Because we are, we need to know our limits. Our limits are just going to be different person to person. And it's okay to, that that limit is going to be different. Someone might yeah. be okay consistently working. 55, mm-hmm. 60 hours a week. I mean, I don't know how long they'll be okay doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Sustainably, but they might appear okay. But that might not be okay for you. And that's okay. You need to honor that. Yeah. And like another thing that I feel like has been helping me too is like sometimes I take like um like smaller breaks during my work day mm-hmm. that have yeah. helped me like kind of like take a step back. Like instead of just having like and it's like really different for everyone. I know like not everyone can have it this way, but like instead of having like one, I guess like lunch break, I just have like smaller breaks in between my day. Like I'll take like 10 to 15. And like, if the weather is nice, I'll like go walk outside and just like, oh, I love my that. face in yeah. the sun, literally. Oh, or, so like, nice. you know, just like kind of like step away from my desk or whatever it is. And I think that's helped to like kind of clear my mind in a way. Yeah. And then like, it just kind of like, it's like a reset for me because sometimes if I'm just sitting there or like I've just been working on something for like a little too long I feel myself just getting like dragged down yeah and that's feeling, like environment change I think can do such a big yeah so yeah. sometimes like doing little things like that can help that's, as well yeah that's a great that's a great reminder because it even just shaking up the routine of our day and you were, I, I like what you said and made it that it doesn't have to be a really long time it can mm-hmm. be just going out for a little bit of time 10 minutes it doesn't have to be this major change but just shifting yeah. kind yeah. of your perspective your environment all of that can make a really big difference yeah like sometimes you can just take a walk to the water fountain fill up your water bottle or whatever yeah walk go to starbucks i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I, I have this debate literally every day, and I'm like, do I need the second coffee? Like, should should I go like get the second coffee? The answer most, is of yes. the, most of the time, the answer is yes because it's coffee. But <laughs> the answer is always yes, unless you're really jittery and anxious. Then the answer is no. <laughs> then the answer should not be yes. <laughs> then you then you go grab a decaf or a non-caffeinated tea. <laughs> oh, this was really funny. We were, uh, Divya and I were on the phone the other day, like <laughs> a quick bit break. It was, th- this was one of our breaks during work and she was like going to go grab a coffee. And like, I was, I heard her ordering and she was like, oh, can I get a small, whatever drink? And then she goes, actually, no, can I do a large? And I started laughing on the phone because like when we were 
teenagers, she used to get like really mad at Starbucks. I would get a tall, which is like the small size instead of the grande, yeah. which is medium. And she was like, why are you getting a tall? Like, why aren't you getting grande? I would and be bullying her to get a grande. Yeah, she'd be bullying me. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll get a grande, whatever. So then when she said that she was getting a small coffee, I was like, are you kidding me? But then when it changed to large, I was like, okay, yep, that makes more sense. It didn't even change to a medium. It changed yeah. to a large. It, it went from to zero large. to a hundred. <laughs> oh, that's a real story to describe me. Oh, honestly, it's the best way. I, I was laughing so hard. And I drank every sip of that coffee, that large coffee. <laughs> it was like three in the afternoon. Or no, two. It was like two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, chill. It was like two, Okay. <laughs> all right but anyways, anyways. <laughs> I so, so we're like, like yes workplace anxiety should right. away from coffee <laughs> coping skills get coffee I really do hope that like this helps someone in some way like I just like think back to when I again at my like oh my gosh that research job at my research job that just caused me like so much anxiety every day I just hope that no one ever ever has to feel that way or like if you're feeling that way and you're feeling stuck and like you're unsure about how to go about things like hopefully this is like a starting point for you yeah Yeah. right well with that hopefully this can be something you think about what is one way that you can change or your routine your environment anything to be able to start taking steps away from some of the anxiety that work brings you yeah all right. Well, we will talk to you. Uh, so I always say talk to you next week. I mean, we are talking to them. I wish we could see them. <laughs> if only. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Maybe that can be a dream one day. We can do like a, uh, that's dreaming big. I like to dream big. I mean, well, we will definitely do a podcast <laughs> for probably in my backyard of my communal shared backyard in Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> okay, I mean, the backyard yeah. and dogs will be running around. Uh, on that note we must sign off thank you guys for listening sunday scaries cue the men thank you for tuning into another episode of conversations brewing we hope you take some moments to reflect on our episode with some coffee in hand new episodes of conversations brewing come out on tuesdays we'd love to hear from you about what resonated with you and what you want to hear more about so let us know on instagram at our account at conversations brewing If this episode was helpful, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and continue to tune in weekly. We so appreciate your support and we'll brew some conversations with you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.